Well, hello everyone. This is Dr. Eileen and this is Medicine Walk. And for those of you who are listening in on Blog Talk Radio, this is Healing House Radio. So here we are out here and, you know, it is such beautiful weather and getting out and just kind of hanging out in it is, you know, it kind of helps you forget a little bit about what's going on and you know at least it gives you a break and breaks are important Luna. breaks are important breaks allow us to you know kind of regroup Ugh. hey luna say hi <laughs> and off you go and so um what we're going to talk about today is an, it's something that a lot of empaths kind of work with, and that's how do they manage the energy that comes in? How do they keep that balance point? And, you know, for those who are able to, turning it off. That's a main way to do it. And it is a good thing to be able to learn how to do not just to be able to turn it on and off but to be able to you know put it on a dimmer switch you know maybe you need a little bit maybe you need none maybe you need a whole bunch so the problem is when empaths don't have another way to manage it sometimes they will seek you know either drugs or alcohol or even food anything that will take away from the um, from their sensitivity now there are a lot of very complex reasons that people fall into addiction they're not all empathic and you know honestly it doesn't mean that empaths are more prone to addiction than you know than people who are not empathic who do not resonate at that level um, and it is important to know that sometimes people will utilize different things in order to numb themselves. Now, with alcohol, actually that can kind of go either way because for some empaths, it is a numbing effect. It shuts everything down and it gives them a space, even if it's a disoriented one, where they don't feel. You know, they don't have that connection. Now, there is a second option in that. And actually, I fall into that second group where alcohol actually intensify my empathic abilities. I suddenly do not have the level of control over it and I feel everything at a heightened level. Now, if you are, if you fall into that second group as I do, because see, that's why I do not, you know, drink in public, especially if it's a situation where I know that I'm going to be around a lot of people, a lot of intense emotions, and I don't want to lose my ability to control my empathy. And that's an important thing because it is difficult. I mean, once that genie gets out of the bottle, it's very hard to put it back in. And when you feel that much, all of a sudden, it can really make it hard for you to be able to make good choices or to be able to perceive yourself as separate from another person. Now, for some, 
that actually is the attraction point. That actually is what draws them to drinking is because it does heighten it. I mean, it's almost like a, you know, an adrenaline junkie where you want to feel as much as you can possibly feel. And for some, alcohol does that. The problem is that it reaches that point where it requires more and more and more to get you to that point. And either way, you no longer have choice. Now, with some, it is, you know, it's other medications. And when, um, you know, especially for those who are, have, are dealing with chemical imbalances, and because of that, they take medications that will kind of neutralize everything. You don't go into the high highs, you don't go into the low lows, you just kind of stay in that center. And I have known people who are empathic who did not want to take their medication because it took that away from them. And, you know, for those of you who are dealing with that, you know, first off, you know, I, I, I really pray for you and, and I hope that everything turns out okay because I, I would imagine that is a really terrifying thing to have your emotions swing so much and be so affected and it is chemistry. It's not choice. It is, it is literal biochemistry that's doing it. And for those who, you know, need the medication, often it is a really, really wonderful thing and it can help them find that balance point. Now, if you're empathic, yes, it can cause numbness and it can sort of make you feel disconnected. And for those who have been empathic their whole lives, suddenly taking it away, there goes the bus, suddenly taking it away can be very, you know, jarring and it's uncomfortable and they don't want to be, take the medication. So it is important to, um, to make sure that you are dealing with your doctors, that you're talking to your doctors, honestly talking to your doctors about it. You know, you can let them know, I need to be able to feel more and I'm not able to feel this. And you know, here is why. You know, I, I need to feel a little more connected than I feel. And then they can work with you on figuring out what the right dosage is. For those who are, and you know, and this is one that, you know, that I'm, that I struggle with, is those who stress eat. And for those of us who do that, it is, you know, in a way it's hard because you can't just stop doing it. You know, for those who smoke and get that nicotine high and that helps to calm them down, um, you know, you cannot just stop eating. And it's finding that moderation point. For me, it was always about actually, that was one of the few times that it was safe, really safe for me to express my empathy because you know, I, I remember, you know, back when I was in high school, I was on the swim team and I'd be walking home and it would be dark and I'd be cold and, you know, and just chilled to the bone. And, you know, they always put it in winter for some reason and <laughs> the girls swimming. And so I'd be walking home and then I would see the glow from the kitchen at my house and I could smell, I'd hit the driveway and I would smell my mother's fried chicken. And for some reason that smell became a trigger for me to feel okay, to feel safe. It was, you know, just common for my family that we would 
eat dinner at the table and the table dinner table was not for arguing it was not for angry stuff you know if we needed to hear about our our report cards or whatever it was not during dinner dinner was for sharing it was for family and you know my parents always had an open door policy whenever anybody came over hey you know sit down and have dinner it didn't matter around you know thanksgiving people would just kind of show up at the house because they knew that they would always be fed and and you know breakfast time people would come by hey come on over so food became that connection to community it became just you know a, a, a it was where people felt good when people came to our house and sat down at our table and you know my dad and my mom would you know listen to them and and serve them and maybe they weren't used to being treated kindly and feeling that feeling of what they they were experiencing it was awesome it was amazing and so that really was a time when i could enjoy my empathy and i could feel that that wonderful sense of communal love and and sharing so i began to relate that feeling not to the experience but to the food. And so when I get stressed out, when I want to feel safe, I would turn to food. And that's been a very difficult battle for me. And, you know, I'm, I'm working with it and I'm working on getting that under control and normalizing my weight to where I, you know, I feel more comfortable. And, you know, and in a way, when I would eat, that would block off you know, all of the badness. It would block out things. And even if I wasn't hungry, it would still have that same effect. So I understand that, you know, that that was something that was based in an empathic connection for me. And, you know, like I said, you know, it's addiction is a very complex, very, very complex thing and there are no straightforward answers there are no generalizations you know everybody kind of, it hits everybody in a different way because each of us is unique so if you're dealing with that you know please check the description i will have or there are listings for links for different addiction groups and if you feel that you really need to talk to somebody do so now that leads to probably the biggest challenge for empaths when dealing with things that, you know, where we have to admit, hey, you know, I haven't got control of this, is that we can sense someone else's judgment of us. And empaths generally, one of the worst things that we can experience is disappointment. And, you know, it's like, you know, the saying, I'm not mad, I'm just disappointed. When people are disappointed in us, we feel it very deeply, and that's a horrible feeling to feel, which is probably why empaths generally don't like sharing things about themselves or being vulnerable or admitting when they messed up, because if somebody is standing there and you know and we're opening ourselves up and, and sharing all of that, it can be so hard because you immediately pick up that growing, oh, you just messed up. And that can make you not want to talk to anybody. I get it. I really do. You know, empaths have the hardest time opening up and creating a vulnerability to being, you know, looked down on or being judged or being pitied 
or, you know, or all those things because we feel it and we feel it from that person. So finding someone or better yet, a group of someone's try not to just have one person, get a group of people or get a small collect support system that you can go to, that you can be able to go, oh, okay, I can admit my faults. I can admit my fears and I don't have to worry what I'm going to feel from them. And that is such an important thing. You know, please reach out. It's okay. Um, reach out to me. You can, you know, leave a message for me in the comments. You can leave a message for me through my Facebook group, Medicine Walk with Dr. Eileen. You can, you know, direct message me on Twitter. If, if you have something that you really need to talk about and, you know, let's talk about getting you the help you need. I can't be the only answer, but I'm happy to be a part of the answer and to help you find the resources and connect you to the people who can help you. There is no shame in admitting that you don't know how to handle something. I mean, and this time is overwhelming. You know, for me, I'm lucky enough to live in a place where I can have quiet, where I can separate, where I can de-stress and take a breath. Not everybody has that. And sometimes people are stuck in places with other people and they really can't get that alone time. They can't get that separation. And it is so important to be able to have somebody you can be real with. Because if you have somebody you can be real with, if you have somebody you can talk through stuff with, you know, to kind of find your own solution, or at the very least, just admit, I'm not okay. If you have somebody that you can do that with, then you don't need these other things because you don't reach that point where it becomes unsafe. And if you're an adrenaline junkie, if you're in, you know, if you're just there for the thrill of the increased, you know, connection, there are better ways to get it than doing something that could ultimately be very damaging to you. Yeah, you know, it's, it's not easy. It's, it's not easy for anyone. And if you know an empath who seems to be, I'm okay, I'm okay, I'm okay, they're not okay. I cannot think of any empaths, including yours truly, who can honestly say, yep, I'm okay with this. I'm okay. Because we're not always okay. And being able to talk about it, being able to trust people. You know, I, I was in a rough spot over something and just a couple of days ago, and I mentioned it to someone, and his reaction was, okay you know he and his wife you know they they wanted to take care of me they wanted to help me and for that i'm tremendously grateful because i i don't let that barrier down with a whole lot of people and i'm so blessed to have people that i can trust that i can you know be able to step down and just be myself and sometimes myself is scared sometimes everybody's self is scared you know, or nervous or frustrated or angry or, or feeling hopeless or feeling alone. And we can find good, positive ways to be able to manage that. And if it's reaching the point where you don't have choice over it, that's the time to reach out and get some help. Because there's a lot of help out there, even if it's somebody sitting on the other end of an 800 number saying, hey, you know, 
I'm here. I'm listening. It's all right. You're not alone. And there are people who want to help you. Reach out. And I think you'll find that it's a whole lot better than trying to shut it off through other means. You can keep the empathy going and you can feel that love and support that's being offered to you. It's scary. It's scary risking being judged. But it's better to take that risk than to just sit there and suffer alone in the silence where the only you know, voice you hear is that negative one that's inside of all of us. So take care of yourselves. Decide what is your choice and what are you doing because you just need the noise to stop. You need the empathy to stop. And it's okay to reach out. I hope you do. You know, if nothing else, you can reach out to me and we'll get you some help. So, thank you for joining me. And with any, if you have any questions, comments, or concerns, please, you can put them in the comments. Reach me through Twitter. Reach me through the Facebook group. And I'm also going to put an email address in the description. So if you want to email me about something, about empathy, or you have a particular situation, or a particular question, please feel free to contact me and I will you know, address it for you. And if you're okay with it, then, you know, we'll address it over, you know, over the broadcast. If you like this video, then please press like. And if you think that there's some really cool stuff going on here, please consider subscribing. And don't forget to, you know, check off the little bell so you receive notifications of when I do the broadcasts. So again, thank you for joining me here in this quiet, in this space with occasional cars going by. But I wish you balance and I wish you blessings from my heart to yours. Love you and take care of yourself. Bye.